Thank you, everybody, and enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. There was always a time to learn. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Happy Wednesday. And I'm really grateful that you're taking time to tune in. I uh, appreciate everyone that listens and comments. And my goal is always just to serve you all and help you continue to grow in your marketing as an entrepreneur and as a leader. So I appreciate you being here. And today is episode 78, which is crazy and awesome and fun. Um, we're we're you know a couple of weeks away from uh, getting to the our 100th episode, which is a lot of fun. So um, this is this has been a, a really enjoyable process and really grateful again to everybody that tunes in and also to Jethro um, who helps me stay on track and show up every day to do the show. And uh, just like he said, we are um, we're going to talk about you know what niche you should fo focus on in business. And I have gone through a lot of different iterations of of this journey and this process because early on I mistakenly thought that all business ideas were good ideas, uh, but they're not. Um, and so I just want to share with you some of my experience and what, in my opinion, experience has been kind of effective guideposts or guidelines to use when deciding what industry to get into, what business to start, you know, what niche to serve. Um, and as you have questions about any of this, just drop them down below um, or reach out. Uh, I'm actually doing the show because a friend of mine and one of our listeners, Bailey, um, emailed me and asked me this question. And so I'm, I love to, to answer these things on live on the show. So if you ever have questions, I'm happy to answer them. Uh, directly with you or even cover them on the show, just just reach out and I'd, I'd be glad to um, glad to answer those questions. So one of the principles that I've learned um, is that in, in my experience, you can only effectively serve those who have a consistent pattern of an, pattern of investing in themselves. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, often I, I see young entrepreneurs and, and I've even done this. I'll share an example in a minute where I'm like, oh, this is the greatest idea. I want to I want to help these people. Or I want to help this space or this looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a great place to start a business or a great, great idea. And I quickly determined that that those type of people don't have money to invest in themselves or have a habit of not investing in themselves. And so they're not willing to engage in, and use the service that I created or the product that I created. So one of those examples is a couple of years ago, I started a resume writing service. And what I didn't realize about that is that for the majority of the market who needs a resume, they're unemployed and they're unemployed for a reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed, my friend Edwin, it always jokes that he wants to help one-legged goalies get better at hockey. <laughs> so great example that that may not be a good fit. Um, he just commented down below there, but um yeah, but with the resume writing service, I was like, oh, this is going to be a great idea. It can be a low cost service. It'll help people, you know, get a better opportunity of getting a job. And then I started the business without thinking about it. Um, and I realized that, oh, these people don't have jobs and people that don't have jobs in a lot of cases. And just in my experience, I've hired and unfortunately fired hundreds of people over the years. Um, people that don't have jobs don't have jobs for a reason. There's usually something going on. Um, but with that being said, I started my resume service and even though I got a lot of interest when it came time to pay, I can't remember what, what the fee was. It wasn't that much. It was like 97 bucks or 150 bucks or it wasn't that much. Nobody had the money to pay. Um, and that's because they weren't in a position to invest in themselves 
they they were already you know in a position where they were looking for a job and so paying or you know to get a job was not something that they were able to do um, and so if you look at the industry that you want to serve first look at and ask yourself are is is this a space where people are used to investing in themselves are they used to you know doing continuing education or it's just normal in this industry that it's really competitive so they're always paying for more of this specific service or they always want to get a leg up against their competitors or this is a licensed industry and so they're used to paying to get their license or things like that um again you can really only effectively serve those people who have a consistent pattern of investing in themselves because they're going to be willing to continue investing in themselves by buying your product or buying your service and the other thing that i've learned um painfully and i, I learned this again recently um and I, I think it's the last time i need to learn it but we'll see is save your charity for charities like there's a reason that there's really great nonprofits out there that's goal is just to help people um, you know, overcome whatever they're facing, whether it's addictions or poverty or, you know, wh whatever situations they're in. Um, if we want to really be generous as entrepreneurs, get really good at making money in your business and then take a chunk of that and give it to charities. But don't co-mingle those two things, because in my experience, it's a disaster. Don't try to save people with the services that you offer and don't try to save people by hiring them and saving them that way. Um, I have done that the wrong way and it hasn't worked out well for me or the other people. So again, that's the first thing is make sure that you find an industry, a space, a niche where there's a consistent pattern of those folks investing in themselves and they're in a position to buy more products or services to continue to try to reach their goal. If you don't see that pattern, um, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in a bad position. So again, like if you're if you get to inject yourself into an industry where people are used to paying other professionals for a service or they're used to going to a doctor or they're used to, you know, hiring a coach, or they're used to hiring a vendor, then there's already this pattern of investment, they're investing in themselves. And so that's a good sign. Um, second thing is to ask yourself, what are you an expert in? Uh, if you're, you know, if you already have a ton of experience in creating a certain product or create or delivering a specific service, then there's always going to be opportunity for excellence in every industry and in every space. For whatever reason, um, and, and I guess it's, I, I don't know, I, I won't, I won't go there on today's show to be too long, but for whatever reason, there's just so many businesses that are creating subpar products, subpar services, and are not continually looking to say, how can I level up? How can I increase the excellence of delivery of this product or this service? So don't worry about how competitive a space is instead go, oh, this space, people do invest in themselves. So there's an opportunity they have, they have a budget to buy my products or services. And then ask yourself, how can I deliver a phenomenal customer experience? How can I deliver excellent products in this space? How can I just stand above and you know, beyond everybody else? Because when you do that, the sky is the limit. And we can look at a company like Apple who continually pushes the envelope, wants to deliver a better customer experience. Um, they, they just agonize over how the box opens when you open up your iPhone box. They've spent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars on making it so that when you pull the cover off your box, there's this really interesting effect and feeling of it just pulling off and then you're opening up your iPhone for the first time. That's the level of detail that they pay attention to is that is the dimensions of their box so that their product experience is just unlike anything else. Um, 
And so that's just a one example of there's always room for excellence in whatever space you're in. You can just you can don't worry about competition, worry about how you can become excellent in that space. And if for some reason you don't have any experience, then a longtime client and friend of mine years ago wrote a book called Paid Training. And he said um, in the book, essentially, he said, you know, if you don't know how to do something, go get a job and you're going to get paid to get, to get trained. You can do it for a year or two or three years, whatever it takes. And then you're going to have all this experience and you'll know exactly how to start your business and move into the space and really serve that those folks. Or um, also, uh, I had a friend of mine, um, Jacob Blanchard, on my podcast on Today's Business Leaders on the other podcast. You can go listen to that episode. I think it's one of the la latest episodes up there. Um, but he talked about how he interned and worked for free for six months um, and out of that got a ton of logistics uh, management experience, got a ton of experience in the medical device space, got a ton of experience as a consultant. And that's how he catapulted his entrepreneurial career. And he chose to work for free. And again, I think it was six months or maybe even longer and he didn't make anything, but he did so well as a free intern that they said, man, we want to, we're going to make a contract here for you. We're going to, we're going to hire you. And he became, um, he became a consultant after doing that. So if you're not an expert yet, put in the time, be willing to invest the time to become an expert by either getting a job and getting that paid training or even doing it for free and keep showing up and keep delivering excellent work. Like you were getting paid, like it was a million dollar contract. And when you do that, you're going to become an incredibly valuable um, person that can become an incredibly valuable and successful entrepreneur. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is um, do some research and make sure that your industry is growing. Um, you know, somebody came to me and said, well, I want to get into, you know, developing 35 millimeter film. And that's how I'm, the business I'm going to create. I'd say, well, you could do that, but it's going to be really small niche. Like most of us use digital photography these days. There's still, um, and I did, I developed my own film years ago. So I know what's involved there. But if you're looking at something like that, it's not that involved. It's not growing. There's there's just a lot of limitations. Um, but if you look at something like, um, you know, you look at the application of blockchain for different industries, that's obviously booming right now. If you have a ton of expertise right there, that could be something you could pursue. But again, you need to have real world experience where you're delivering results that generate, you know, generate opportunities and profits for for your customers. So regardless, just make sure you do a little bit of basic research. You can Google most of this um, and figure out, is this industry growing right now? I also like to look at um, uh, Google Trends because I can see the search history for something like broad terms or different terms inside of space. And if the search has just been declining for five years or more, then I know it's it's not something that people are interested. Whereas if the search trend is trending up or even you know steady and up or something like that, then I'm going to see that it, that it's growing because you don't want to be in an industry that's shrinking um, because ultimately you're going to build a business that's just going to be obsolete and you'll have to pivot it later. So those are things to pay attention to. Um, so just to kind of recap, the first thing is make sure that you intentionally choose to serve those who have a consistent pattern of investing in themselves. Um, don't try to do charity work with your business. Give your money to charity um, when you have a successful business. Don't co-mingle those things. In my experience, that's a bad idea. Um, so invest in those people that have money to invest and aren't broke. And, you know, are, uh, you know, like my example of the resume business, they're broke for a reason. So that in, in my experience didn't work well. Um, second thing is, what are you an expert in? You know, use your expertise because you can always enter a crowded market and you can focus on delivering excellence. And when you do that on a consistent basis, you can beat the competitors and you can grow a business no matter how competitive the space is. 
And then the third thing is do some research, make sure that you're not getting into an industry that's shrinking um, because you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure um, in, in the future. And so hopefully that's useful um, to help you just think through what niches you want to get into, what products you want to launch, where, where you want to land as an entrepreneur. Um, and I appreciate everyone taking time to tune in today. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you.